Welcome to Urban Scare. Our story takes place in Los Angeles, not in the present but in the past. Script, sound design and AI voices are manipulated by Suze and Daniels. If your ears are sensitive, in this episode, there is a bit of swearing. You think your human sailors can swear. Their words are nothing compared to werewolves. Urban Scare is an Afro-American fantasy, funny, horror-filled adventure populated by greedy vampires, aggressive werewolves, conniving witches and greedy or desperate humans looking for love in all the wrong places. Now, you're up, Lian. By the way, this is my son's first acting job. My name is Leon. I am a proud Nigerian man. My father brought me and my twin brother Klee on to the US when we were 10. My father, an educated man, thought his family would have better opportunities in the United States. He was wrong. We experienced extreme prejudice from white and black people. Now, perhaps things have changed, but 50 years ago, everyone was afraid of dark complexion people from Africa. I refer to 50 years ago, but I ask you to understand, I will never look my age. I am a shapeshifter, a human that changes to a wolf. This curse or some call it magic, gives me the ability to live a longer life than humans. My father became a taxi driver. He drove his taxi into neighborhoods where other taxi drivers refused to go. One early morning, about 3 a.m., he picked up two passengers in East Los Angeles. My mother begged him to not go. She had a bad feeling. You should not go there. It is dangerous. One night, you will not be able to control yourself. He huffed and dismissed her concern as a ridiculous superstition and drove to his destination. His decision changed our lives forever. Two men slid into the back seat. His mistake could not be reversed. Drive to Griffith Park, the man ordered. My father stood his ground and said, no. Drive or die, African, the other man said. My father knew that if he drove these two criminals to Griffith Park at 3 in the morning, they'd kill him and take whatever money he'd made earlier. So again, he refused. If you kill me, do it here. But I am not driving you to Griffith Park. One of the men said, fine, we'll take care of you right here. My father felt the cold steel of a gun pressed to the back of his head. Nothing happened. Both men laughed. Try it again. The 
man sitting behind my father reached over the driver's seat to search my father's pockets. My father's body jerked to attention. He grabbed the criminal by the throat, pulled him close, stared into the man's terrified eyes and sunk his animal teeth into his face. His partner opened the taxi's back door and ran. My brother and I did not know my father was a shapeshifter, a werewolf. He kept the monster inside him a secret. A werewolf who drove his taxi into bad neighborhoods for the hunt. When my father came home that night, covered in blood, my brother and I looked on in horror and amazement. I am so sad for my sons. You, Dahobu, are sloppy and selfish. The doctor told you, if you ever brought wolf blood into our home, your sons would inherit the curse. Now, Dahobu, they will no longer be human, but werewolves. You are my husband, but I will never forgive you for what you have done. I know, he said. I should have listened to you, but... Chasing after the human and killing him brought out something ugly in my father. He craved more hunts and became more wolf than human. We must leave you and Clean here alone. We have no choice. Your father laid his curse at your feet. You and your brother wouldn't have been a threat if he'd controlled himself. As long as he kept his thirst to hunt and kill under control, you and Clean were safe. But that night, he killed and tasted human meat. This brought out your father's rage and the fury of the wolf. The witch who created the magic blessed you with the scent of dorsals. It settled into your skin and unmoved as your body. But Dohobu changed your fate. With the next full moon, you will become alpha werewolves. If this family stays together, we will be considered a dangerous pack. Before he left, my father showed us the art, that's what he called it, of transforming our bodies from humans to wolves. Yes, it was painful, but my brother and I had to do it in order to survive. And the hobo made sure the painful process did not kill us. In the morning, Clean and I loved running in the Hollywood Hills. Two brothers running alone and free. One early morning, I ran into an alpha. Angry, the werewolf in human form said he'd heard from the streets. We were out to take his territory. I told him no. Didn't matter because he challenged me. We fought like two crazed animals tearing at each other's throats, going for the kill. 
He dropped, barely looking alive. I had injured him badly. Shit. The wolf's pack surrounded us. Me and my brother prepared to fight. A huge black wolf padded in front of us. His name, Just J. If you want to stay alive, I suggest you and your brother join my pack. I got the keys, pull up on site, riding the vibe, I'm so cooped it. You got the eye. He liked my fight and the way I protected my brother. In two years, I became his second in command or better. My brother who wanted nothing to do with leading a pack of wolves liked having wolf brothers. Just J's pack wasn't about selling drugs or expanding their territory by killing off the competition. He couldn't stop all the drugs flowing into our hood, placed there on purpose, or the addicts that craved the next hit. But he hunted down and stopped the corner boys who sold the rock cocaine. Sometimes I went to church. Listening to the words spoken by Reverend James Kingsley gave me comfort and peace. Without knowing what I was, the Reverend assured me that God loved everybody and everything on this earth. And I believed him. As I saw him getting older, I decided to help him keep up the dilapidated building and if the old man needed money, I'd give it to him. He had watched over Clee on and I liked that he was our grandfather. When his wife died, he seemed to lose hope. And that's when the evil hovered over our neighborhood like a storm cloud ready to drown all of us. My alpha, Just J, began acting strange, distracted. I'd been loyal to Just J for years and resented the fact that he had dumped us for a human. So on a rainy night, I stopped in to check on the reverend. I pulled up to the old church in my truck. A young man I'd never seen met me at the curb. I did not know the Reverend had a grandson, but I was happy the Reverend would have family to take care of him. The stranger invited me inside and asked would I care for a glass of vino. This man who had on a frayed suit too small for his muscular body actually said vino. Fake humans. I hate them. I asked for the Reverend. He ignored me. I walked around the small kitchen and frowned at the dishes with dried food sitting in the sink. The man laughed at my scowl. My growl didn't face him either. He smirked and said before I walked out the door, I'd have a total understanding of what's been going on behind my back. Your alpha has disgraced you and his pack. Even more disgusting, the wolves have gone along with his sin against them. And for that, they must pay. Why didn't I see it? 
Sitting at the reverend's old dining table, I understood everything. Dot on that rainy night, I walked out, vowing to kill my pack. And before that, challenged Joe's J. The fury of my father, the hubble boiled inside me. I'd spare no one in my pack except my brother, Cleon. <laughs> 